do once it's over. What to make this change with and so forth. So, boss man. Yes, sir. I'm going to let you start it off. Um, well, you know, last time we left off, you know, we were expressing our anger and rage. Mm-hmm. Now the problem is, and I want to throw it back to you this time. Mm-hmm. Come on with it. Why now? Why now? Why now? Why was this the starting point for some of the changes that we are at least discussing? You got to remember, we came up, mm-hmm. you know, first time I remember, you know, learning about, you know, beatings and, you know, police brutality right. was Rodney King. Yeah. And you and I, you know, not too far apart in age. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember being a freshman, sophomore in high school, right. and that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a riot in L.A., right. but it didn't seem to catch fire like... Like this is right did, now. Yeah. Yep, and, you know, there was other things. You know, we had O.J., blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we had, you know, Trayvon Martin. Right. Still don't remember this national... Protest and outcry. This, this large outcry. Yep. Exactly. Then we had um, Mr. Crawford, I think in Ohio, the guy who was shopping in the store, picked up a BB gun and mm-hmm. came in and within eight seconds of seeing him, shot him. Mm-hmm. I no, remember that. No, no, no. There were some, you know, outcries. Right. But not this national explosive movement. Mm-hmm. All right. And we had the lady... Uh, the uh, my man in South Carolina who was running from the police yeah. officer, yeah, and he shot and him in the back. Shot him in the back. Yep. I I would have sworn up and down mm-hmm. that would have started this. Mm-hmm. This what we see is this this movement, right? Um, you know, we have Tamir Rice. You know, just playing cops and robbers, playing cops and robbers as. White kids doing the park all the time. Mm-hmm. He was, at, I believe, in uh, was that Ohio? Yeah, that was Ohio. Ohio, mm-hmm. which is a, I believe, an open carry state or at least a concealing carry state. Either way, Either you're way. allowed to have a firearm. Yeah. And these two cops roll up on him and shoot him. Right. And the uh, one cop that shot him had a, already a bad history. Well, he should have been that. on the police exactly. force. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I remember so that. We had him. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, you know, Sandra Bland, mm-hmm. you know, the names go on oh. and on and on. Right. Um, to the point that, you know, I'm almost scared to keep going because I'll forget, you know. <laughs> yeah, I you get know, that Eric too. Garner in New York, right. Mike Brown. Right. We had to uh, blow up in Ferguson. Right. You we know. had the gentleman in uh, San Diego. San Diego. Remember that yeah. one? Yeah. So. Uh, we had that one. Mm-hmm. What about this has caused this uproar and this raucous in your mind why are we why why are we here now before we even go farther because well, that's the question i've been struggling with okay okay well i'm gonna kind of answer that question in a couple different parts okay all right? okay because it was odd that you said that because i had a similar conversation with my sister hey jennifer <laughs> <laughs> i had a similar conversation with her with that and she came to a point well she brought a point up that made a lot of sense all right because my question was you know back in the day back in the 50s and 60s you know to get our point across to get where we're at now we kept our foot on the gas like we talked about before yes we kept our foot on the gas and then somehow 
now recently, well, before this, we took it off. Right. With all, you know, of the other people that you mentioned. Right. You know, and she came up with a certain point, which made a lot of sense. Um, back then, you had the, the churches and other groups that, let's just say, you go out, you protest, you lose your job. They, the churches and these other groups, would do something like, hey, you got to go pay Miss... Um, uh, Smith, um, they need some food in their house because they lost their job, okay. and so everybody, let's get together and do that. Okay, that doesn't happen that much anymore. Okay, which if and that's why a lot of times, you know, people make it mad. They 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 were ready to raise H E double hockey sticks. Okay, you know, and um, you know, eventually they will stop because they knew, hey. Unfortunately, we got to go into this job and so forth. And they keep seeing my face at these protests Then I might not have a job. So okay. now I got, you know, which if you look at it, it, it made sense what my sister was telling me. Okay. You know, now on the other side of it, no, I told you, I was going to say it answering in parts. Okay. Um, I'm with you. You have the point of right now of COVID-19, you know, where... You had a lot of people either critical. right. Yeah, you had a lot of people either already working from home, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or they lost their job anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and saying that plus to the point where people get fed up and they just don't—that does not have a big matter as it did before. Now you got these people out here who's ready to raise H E double hockey sticks. Gotcha. I'm trying to keep it clean, y'all, <laughs> <laughs> and. We're going to get our point across. We're going to make this change. We're going to make it now. I mean, if you really look at it, and I tell this to many people, if you keep scratching your arm, you keep scratching it, eventually you're going to bleed. Okay. You know. But why was this the the, the, the catalyst? Why? People, were t- people are tired. We weren't tired when my man they got were, shot in they the were back? T- they were tired. We weren't tired when they, we saw... Yeah, know, but see, like I said, they... 93, they, when they literally beat that man... Yeah, have to. I know. You know. Yeah, uh, Rodney King when they right. beat him. Right, and what I'm saying we is, weren't tired then. What I'm saying is though, you're right. But and people were tired, but they had that. Um, how can I say that? That reason they fall, they fell back a couple of times. You see what okay. I'm saying? Okay. And people don't even want to have that reasoning anymore, which they shouldn't have had it then. But then I get it. You still have a a family to go home and take care of. You I mean, we still saying? do, though. Right. Agree. We, we, we agree. still do. Agree. But if you didn't, how can I say? And I give props to the young because it's mostly the young out here. You know what I mean? So yes. you got you got to give them the props where it's due. Okay. okay? But, um, you know, I think all of that, you mix it all together with the COVID-19 and all this. Okay. Now you got what you got. Okay. You know? All and, right. And I do believe that... Um, that combination may just mix with what you got right now. Okay. Know? All right. All right. Well, I mean, I've been struggling with this question for uh-huh. a, a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, last week we talked about this schism, chasm between Generation X and the mm-hmm. millennials. Mm-hmm. So I, I, here's what I came up with. And it's, it's not an answer. And I'm, I'm trying to be. Well, we're reaching for an answer, brother. Right. I think it's important we ask why. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so part of my answer is, mm-hmm. is that our generation was 
lulled into what I call a checkbox because our parents mm-hmm. were products of the civil rights or right. participated in the civil rights. Right. So they right. marched and stuff like that right. so that we didn't have to. Right. And so we were always encouraged to check boxes, go to school, check, mm-hmm. you know, get a good job, check, check. Right. you know, uh, you know, go along to get along kind of mentality, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. our parents had witnessed the worst of it right? and came up during the worst of it. Right. And so the same sense of activism may have been lost in that transference from their generation to our generation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my grandmother was a civil rights worker, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, my dad had good jobs, you know, parents had good, and, you know, yeah. our parents, mm-hmm. Were a sacrifice yeah. They sacrificed everything to take care of us. True. And so it was that's an outside worldly kind of thing. It wasn't mm-hmm. you know, communicate. Whereas this generation, the millennials, God right. bless them, mm-hmm. you know, don't have that same connection. Right. You know, so they so what they're seeing mm-hmm. uh, you know, is appalling. You mm-hmm. know, whereas our parents kinda said, This is how the world is. Yeah. And you have to adapt to that world. So right. that's one. Right. And I think that's a small part. Mm-hmm. I think the bigger issue mm-hmm. is that this was the first time that it was captured where there was nothing that can be said about his actions. Right. Because even when they were beating in L.A., mm-hmm. um, they beat, uh, what's his name? Um Rodney King. Right. There were people at my school saying he wasn't complying. Yeah, I've heard that. You know, he wasn't complying. I heard that in a number there, of there, times. There, there, there was something about his actions. There was mm-hmm. always something that the black person did mm-hmm. that made him complicit mm-hmm. in his murder. Uh-huh. Eric Gardner, he wasn't complying. If he had just laid down, he wouldn't have needed that chokehold. Uh-huh. Trayvon Martin, if he had just answered that man's question, he wouldn't have been shot. Right. Or he didn't. He shouldn't have attacked him. Right. Oh yeah, that was definitely. That you know, if if Sandra Bland just wasn't flipped or uppity, mm-hmm. she wouldn't have been taken into custody. Mm-hmm. In South Carolina, if he had not ran, ran, he wouldn't have shot. He wouldn't have shot. Yeah. In this video that we saw with this murder. Mm-hmm. He was complying. There was nothing more he could have done Mm -hmm. to preserve his life. Right. I think that might have shook the consciousness of the majority enough to say, Mm -hmm. oh, oh, this what y'all talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, every other time they had a reason. Uh And if you still... Look at some of the comments that's online. Yeah. You know, where he shouldn't have been, you know, trying to spend a, a 20, you know, a, a fake $20 bill. A, we don't know it was fake. Right. You know, B, I think it's come out that it wasn't fake. Right. And C, even if what you are saying is absolutely true, mm-hmm. there's no justifiable reason that any human being should lose their life for twenty dollars. Exactly. So exactly. I think this was the first time that it was captured, mm-hmm. where they couldn't use his actions against them. Yeah. You know, even with Tamir Rice being twelve years old, like now they say the youngest person executed in America, I believe, was this fourteen-year-old boy named George. 
read about it Actually, on YouTube. Actually, he was younger than that. He was. He was but younger I, than that. George McKinney. George McKinney. Yes, yeah. uh, taken to the electric chair mm-hmm. and executed for mm-hmm. the alleged assault of two white girls. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. all white jury never saw his parents. Was he was taken into custody? Right. Was kept in jail. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Tamir Rice might be the, the youngest execution in the United States, but that's another story. Mm-hmm. So I think this time there was no part uh-huh. on behalf of the victim. Right. Because there's nothing more he could have done. Right. You know, he is literally scraping his lips on the ground telling you, I can't, I can't breathe. breathe. Man's calling out for his mother. Calling out we for We go his down the line. Right. You know. Third factor. Mm-hmm. I think played an issue was the cavalierness of the officer. Yeah. I think that when I think seeing him and him. Right. If that didn't move you, uh-huh. the cavalierness for which he took this man's life. The only other time, I mean, just a mo- and he knew he was being taken. He yeah. knew. Right. I would think that the lessons learned when you heard Eric Garner man say, I can't breathe. As a police officer, I would say, oh, hold on. Right. Let's <laughs> change this, this up. Stuff. Right. right. You know, just exactly. because even if you are, mm-hmm. why would you want to go through that hell? Right. But it was just the cavalier nature in which he kept his hands in his pockets. Mm-hmm. The man's literally begging for his life. And even after the ambulance arrived for two minutes, you kept your knee on his neck. Right. He still wouldn't even let the uh, the the paramedics. Yeah. The two training rookies said maybe we should turn them over. Nothing. Right. The other cop that was standing in front of him came with those other uh, restraints. Yeah. Nothing. 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 Yeah. So I think it's the cavalier nature in which he lost his life mm-hmm. that has kind of. Shock the conscious. Right. And so that's why I think we're having this car, this moment mm-hmm. where, you know, the consciousness of America has been woken. Right. Because we allowed ourselves to believe that democracy and justice was a noun when it's actually a bird. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know, that's that's the reason I think we are where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to your question, you know, where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. I think that's a conversation for our allies mm-hmm. to have. Right. Because we've been having this conversation for 1960. And it's... it's, it's the problem is the abuser. The abuser has to seek treatment. Mm-hmm. I have to seek treatment as a victim of PTSD. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know? yes. So, you know, but where do you think we go from here? What? what well, what? I mean, there's some things that we, we have to make sure that even small changes. Okay. Okay. Now, just a little bit off of what you said. Okay. And how... Everybody needed to see the cavalierness, to see that this man did everything in the world to comply. All right. Here's another thing. If you look at the news mm-hmm. and 
you know, of course, people would say, oh, this happened in Chicago and blase skip, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Here's what they always say. Was it drug affiliated mm-hmm. or was it gang affiliated? Right, right. Why is it always has to jump to that immediately? And then it jumps to that immediately and they show a minority. Right. What you are doing right now, you are feeding to the people, to the possible want to be law enforcement, uh, excuse me, possible law uh, makers and so forth, Mm -hmm. that this minority is either in the drug game. Some form of criminality. Yeah. Yeah, Some form of criminality. And right there is a problem. Mm -hmm. That needs to stop altogether. All right, just like it would say, uh, um, uh, Arab, uh, a person from the Middle East all of a sudden is a terrorist. Mm-hmm. They may have done absolutely nothing. There's been cases where there were people attacked, people uh, assaulted. Yep, yep. Just because they are from the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's to claim, oh, they're terrorists. No, no, they're not. I'm sorry, some of the true terrorists, and I hope I make somebody mad when I say this, the, some of the true terrorists are those who were in front of the Michigan courthouse with assault rifles. Come on. No, they're not terrorists. They're freedom fighters. <laughs> <laughs> they're fighting for our freedoms. They, they don't want to be inconvenienced by masks. How dare you say they're terrorists? Rich, I'm, I'm aghast and appalled. I love that. That was good. I, 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 I abhor and, <laughs> or, hey, and strongly let's, object. Let's even go to... <laughs> I, won't, I won't even call them terrorists. I'll just call them, well, I'll just say individual. I got other words for them. But um, the gentleman, the NASCAR driver, I'm going to quit because, oh. Right, you can't even say his name because you don't know who he is. <laughs> like, like, I have all the NASCAR drivers I mean, sitting there like, who? The truth <laughs> is, and I'm not going to lie, and I hope if somebody watches NASCAR, I'm sorry that you're offended, but I don't watch it. I don't really it's not a sport that's welcoming to people of color. I mean, let's let's you know. And there was a gentleman, uh, um, an African American gentleman who Bubba, yeah, Bubba. I think his last name is Bubba Williams. Only is I applaud him. Full, you better... only full time African American driver right. for NASCAR. Right, and I um, applaud him because I and he and he moved mm-hmm. to have them. You know, our and the thing is. Here's the thing, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, no, let's, go ahead. Let, let's let's touch with this. When you go through history, history is written by the victors. Not and, in that case, right, right. right. <laughs> but hear what I'm saying, though. Yeah, right. You know, because technically, if history was more written by those who lost, the lost whatever cause? conflict, whoever lost the cause, yeah, yeah, yeah whoever yeah. had the yeah, the lost you would cause? know a lot more about them, and a lot of times, do we? No. Well, this because it was about states' rights and and our heritage and <laughs> protecting the heritage of you know the lost cause. Uh, but this, you know, I, I think last week I discredited mm-hmm. education to a certain extent. But I think, and this might be controversial. I think the issue is mm-hmm. we have not talked enough about the white heroes. And I'm talking about there has not been a model mm-hmm. for whites to follow in terms of their contribution to the civil rights. 
We don't oh, learn about them. Okay. We don't learn okay. about yeah. uh, the revolution that was led by the white pastor. Uh, mm. John was it John Brown? I think is his name. I, I forget. Don't. But, I'm not sure. Yeah, but he John led Brown. a slave. He was about. a pastor who led right. the. And so we only learn, rightfully so, about the black heroes. Right. And I, I, I want to get back to that at some mm. point when we talk about heroes. Mm-hmm. But we have not seen a model mm-hmm. for people of non-color to follow, mm-hmm. you know, so that, you know, we only learn about Robert E. Lee. Right. Traitor. I was, I, was uh, about to, I was about rebel, to go with that. You know, Stonewall Jackson, rebel, rebel. Yes. you know, and yes. we learn, but we don't have statues about the white abolitionists. Yes. Right. Yes. I just read about that. Yes. And I thought about that. And it yes. Made there, there, sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 and so if your history uh-huh. is one that upholds the rebels mm-hmm. and the lost cause. Right. That's, you know, you got to have, everybody needs somebody to identify with. Right. What would happen if we started going through? Like, I don't remember, um, what was the movie about the, the the slave? And Brad Pitt was in it, and my man from uh, Britain was in it. Uh, Twelve years. Uh, Twelve years. Of slave. Twelve years of a slave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Brad Pitt was at the end, and mm-hmm. he was this guy from the north, white, you know, mm-hmm. who was down there and agreed to take a letter to the guy's wife. Mm-hmm. What happened if that was based on a true character? What happened if there were people who were appalled by the the hitch, the, the slavery and mm-hmm. you know spoke out against it? Where are those people? Where are the statues to those people? True. Why are we learning about them? You know, and so I think we do have to re-examine our history. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we you learn about Grant being a drunkard and all of mm-hmm. that stuff. But there was recently this special on the History Channel mm-hmm. talking about Grant. And Grant himself, in order to marry his wife, mm-hmm. he, he, was a, he wasn't a slaveholder. He married right. into a family that has a slave, lots of slaves. Right. And as part of their wedding gift, he was given a slave. Mm-hmm. When the Civil War broke out, he freed his slave. He, he never... Mm-hmm. W- but why don't we know about that? Because... Yeah. We, we we learn about right. Lee. Yes. We learn that Lee is a brilliant tactician. He fought right. for this stuff, but right. we don't look at Grant with the same kindness that right. and fondness right. that we look up on Robert E. Lee right. and Stonewall Jackson. Because in many ways, and I know the same I'm about to say is somewhat wrong, but hopefully you know what I'm talking about, and everybody mm-hmm. else here. Um, there is a saying that goes something like, uh, "Those who already had the power." want to do everything they can to stay in power true now and that and that goes to you know to that point okay where okay the south lost yes but it was a lot of um money in the south still Mm -hmm. and those with that money and so forth wanted to keep that power so many times in many things they had their hands in things where they wanted to make sure that you knew more about robert e lee than well, part of it is too is is once again this history of racism. Mm-hmm. It, we erected these statues and right. stuff to keep the newly uh, liberated blacks in their place and to remind them, right? You know, mm-hmm. so it wasn't that these statues were erected to remember. These were statues reminded, you know, right after Reconstruction and the North pull out of the South mm-hmm. to remind the free black folks of who they were and to keep them in their place. Yeah. And that's, that's been done throughout history too. Uh, the, not only the, in America. Right. 
because I mean, right. just as you had the great monuments and so forth in Greece and in Rome, you also had great monuments in Abyssinia. And yep. many black folks don't even know what Abyssinia was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. you have certain mentions in the Bible about Abyssinia, in the Quran about Abyssinia, and I would love to say the Torah, but I haven't read it, so I don't know. But I want to say there too. But again, many minorities have no idea what Abyssinia is. And since many of y'all who do not know, look it up. <laughs> I'm saying that YouTube. for a reason. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Google, YouTube, something. something yeah. you know. Well, I mean, but I think it's uniquely American mm -hmm. in which, can you imagine Germany trying to have statues to the Nazis? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, can, can, can you imagine, you know, in South Africa, there's still statues to apartheid? Like, Right. It, it it just but it's uniquely American mm -hmm. in which we, right. we we reconstruct and redefine the history mm -hmm. in a uniquely racist way. Yes. That's it, true. It, it is uniquely American. Mm -hmm. Um to the point where we have debates about it in history class, you know. And, true. And there's this fight going on in history books to rewrite history. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you tour these mansions and mm -hmm. they want to talk about they treated the slaves well. Well, I find out an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I literally find out an oxymoron. Treated the slaves yeah. well. Like, <laughs> like you know, Dude. like. <laughs> I even remember. <laughs> I remember spotting old history books where sometimes they say. The slaves that were brought over were the lucky ones. Yes. What? What? <laughs> what? what? Tell me you saw a fish that drowned. I mean, that would make just as much sense. You know, like, you know, like, you know, I saw a bird fall out the sky. Like, what? Like, you know, like, it just, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. So, yeah. So, I hope that we start taking a look at these issues. I mean, this... Mm -hmm. This has been centuries in the making, and, right. and it, the issue won't be solved in our lifetime. No, it will not. But you, we, we're talking about steps that can be taken. Mm -hmm. First step that can be taken is police accountability. But I have, mm -hmm. th there are challenges with that. You know, Life has came out mm -hmm. with her changes. Mm -hmm. You know, Minnesota is talking about disbanding, literally disbanding the police department. And I'll, parenthetical pause. <laughs> I think they do need to be disbanded. And I, I'm going to tell you why. I, go ahead, because I'm in agreement. Well, go ahead. To, we should all mm -hmm. be frightened, mm -hmm. scared, yes, horrified mm -hmm. that Chauvin was a training officer. Exactly. I, and I thought the same thing. Go ahead. And who did he train before this? Right. Who did he train before that? Yes, because he had 19 years. If I'm 19, correct. 18 years. 18 years. 18 okay, years I'm sorry. And 17 issues. Right. So, 18 years, 17 years. So within those 18 years, I'm going to be nice and hypothetically say that he was training for uh, 13, 
I'm no, give, I would I'm say give, give, give him the last five. Give him the last four. Okay. Be, be, you know, okay. give him okay. the last four. All right. All right. Fair enough. But then, as we were talking about, mm-hmm. who signed off on his performance evaluations? Exactly. But here's the bigger issue. Go ahead. They are represented by this guy named Lieutenant Crow, FOP. Okay. And I don't say it as a glib mock, but he is a avid Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. Whatever connotation that brings up for you, cool. <laughs> I'm not trying to use it as, you know, a slur, but he's an avid Trump supporter. Well, I'm going to attack uh, 45 myself. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> If that's the lieutenant mm-hmm. that's in charge of Chauvin, mm-hmm. and Chauvin is a training officer, mm-hmm. we have a cultural issue that cannot be addressed by training, right. cannot be addressed by diversity training, right. cannot be addressed by sensitivity. That is a mentality. That is a cultural issue. Right. You're right. And so when the Minnesota police said, yeah, the supervisor said, yeah, we're not negotiating. <laughs> I think what he's saying is this is a fundamental problem. And so Mm -hmm. to kind of bring it all together, Mm -hmm. there is a fundamental cultural issue. Mm -hmm. When they say racism is baked into the very fabric and culture of America. That's absolutely true. It's true. Absolutely to the T. I don't know how we... It's like you have a DNA flaw. Uh-huh. You have a genetic flaw. Mm-hmm. How do we fix that? Medicine don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Physical therapy won't fix it. Mm-hmm. Psychology won't fix it. Mm-hmm. It is a fundamental problem. Right. So I don't know how we fix it. But police accountability, mm-hmm. and you know you're on the right track because the FOP is against it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The FOP done came out against it, you know. Um, I'm going to touch, and I'm not trying to take it off the subject, but but because you're absolutely right, I can nowhere, know how disagree with you. Okay. But police, uh, unions, and so forth. I understand. You're supposed to stand for your fellow union member. I get it. Yep, yep, I'm, yep, yep, yep. I'm part of a union right now. Yep. But And I support unions wholeheartedly. Here's the deal. What's wrong is wrong. What's right is right. Okay? Now, <laughs> I'm going to touch on two things. First, the 75-year-old gentleman in Ohio. The man who was part of Antifa, according to <laughs> Donald Trump? How dare you bring him up? How are you all going to say that this 75-year-old man uh, fell, what is it, he he tripped and fell, he fell harder or whatever crap they used? Come on, man. No, no, Rich. Can, can yeah. I, I, I see, I see well, your, I'm they about, say he tripped and fell. Yeah. But I'm going to raise you. Okay. That the 57, when they disciplined the two officers who did it, 57 of them quit. Man, come on. I raise a raise and call. Come on. Come on. Hey, let me touch on the thing that just was out today. Just was out today. Now, did you hear about the 13 officers, which were three supervisors of the Chicago Police Department, who was supposed to um, help deal with the looting? But yet, what were they doing? They were chilling. 
They were relaxing. No. And Congre- Congressman Bobby Rush's uh, campaign office. Uh huh. Now, <laughs> it, it's on video where these guys were uh, popping popcorn. They were getting cups of coffee. One guy was on the couch sleep, and I think with his shoes off. You saying he shouldn't have taken his shoes off? What, wait, what, wait, what, wait, wait, wait. What, what, what is the egregious part, oh, Rich? Oh, I, uh, get to the egregious part, though. <laughs> wait, wait. Now, now, uh, the police union, they turn around and say, oh, I might be getting a message on that. Who knows? Anyhow, uh, <laughs> they turn around and say that uh, Rush's office called them there and I'm trying to remember some the cockamamie excuse because they, they made some goofball excuse when it's uh, quite obvious that people out there riding you can see the reflection of the window where that was broken mm-hmm. and the timing that it was and you guys are sitting down chilling while these other businesses that are nearby are being destroyed so you had a problem with having his shoes off? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you still with the shoes, shoes off. off yeah. No, man. Man, look. It's just union heads and so forth. All right. I know you're supposed to do your job. Mm-hmm. But you got to call what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And that was so wrong is ridiculous. And I, I hope and I pray that Lightfoot <laughs> fires all of them immediately. Well, I mean, you still have to go through the grievance process. Man. Well, see that, but Y'all, this is gets, this is what I want to get to, Rich. Talk to me. Uh, my wife and I were watching a old a Chicago PD, uh-huh. the, the season mid-season finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the uh, uh, black officer's last name is Atwater. Okay, he witnessed another officer mm-hmm. do something wrong. Profile, okay, another guy. Mm-hmm. A uh, guy was walking with a bag, and I don't want to give this whole story away, but I urge everybody, you know, to go mm-hmm. watch that last episode, and you'll see what I'm talking about when I talk about culture. Mm-hmm. But long story short, culture. Atwater does what's right. Right. As a result of him standing up mm-hmm. against a wrongdoing, mm-hmm. he is ostracized, not by his unit, but by the other officers. So much to the point, they show up outside his house. Oh, <laughs> for reporting who doing another officer mm-hmm. and his wrongdoing. Mm. Okay. And so that's a cultural issue. Right. And so when people talk about disbanding the police, that's good and all, but until we can change the paradigm and the culture, mm-hmm. i.e. the 57 police officers quitting despite, you know, like they did nothing wrong, mm-hmm. what you're talking about uh, that you saw, mm-hmm. when you have people like Lieutenant Crow. Right. Running the Minnesota Department. It doesn't matter who you bring in as the top law enforcement officer. Okay. Because it, we all know it's the sergeants and lieutenants who run the police force. And mm-hmm. someone signed off on Chauvin's performance evaluations for 17 years mm-hmm. and deemed him worthy enough to be a training officer. Mm-hmm. We have a fundamental problem. Yes, we do. And so you can have all the trainings, diversity trainings, racism trainings, sensitivity trainings. Mm -hmm. But if you got someone with that mentality, and, you know, I'm going to come back to it. I do have problems with them charging Mm -hmm. or at least holding them as accountable, the two rookie officers. You know, I do have problems with that. 
Yeah, but then yet, and I know I'm probably wrong, okay? But it should be some rule or some unwritten rule that, or just something in these officers and that, um, how can I say? Duty to intervene. Yeah. They they did and they and and but more than just telling them. But you, you know, four days on Rich, look, mm-hmm. when you're in a paramilitary type of was a quasi military organization, right. mm-hmm. you follow the orders right. or people die. They tell you that. True. These Very guys true. four days on the force. Mm-hmm. Any he is their training officer. They're required to. Re- Respond to him as sir, mm-hmm. you know all of that stuff. Yeah, they ask, you know, twice. Should we turn them over? Should we roll them over? You know, mm-hmm. do you think? Do you, I don't think I would have had the courage at that point, and that's what we're asking them to do. Right. And if they had, they could have lost their job for this. This regarding order. Very true. That's absolutely now. True. I get it. I get yeah. it. You know because that's how. You know, World War II happened, and what we saw is I was just following orders. Just following orders is not an excuse. Right. That it is not an excuse, and I'm not saying that. Don't mm-hmm. don't don't write rich talking about. Oh, they're just following orders. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying that if you or I are not were in that situation, what we do the same thing. What we what do is the, the same thing. It's what hard. We, what would we do? It's hard to have moral convictions or courage when you're in that kind of situation. That's true. It's, it's hard. I, agree. I, I pray to God that you know I I probably would have stood up you know and say you ain't capturing me on tape you know what I'm saying <laughs> right you right, know right, um, right. I think it's hard to have moral convictions and that you know that's mm-hmm. you know there are things that are wrong mm-hmm. you know like if you he handcuffed and you tell me to shoot him yeah no I'm not gonna do that right is is this one of those situations that's gray and all of that mm-hmm. I I don't know I don't know okay. you know I, I I can look into my heart you know look into my I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm Lang or the other guy. Mm-hmm. You know what, what I would, what do. would you do. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that's the issue. There, there is a cultural issue within certain police departments mm-hmm. that stops. And we asked this last time. Right. I don't. It's always amazing to me. Like my guy in New York, the New York. You heard his rant, right? The New York uh, uh, the FOP. No, no, the FOP off uh, guy says, "Stop treating us like thugs oh, and yeah. betraying us like we're all animals." But and they stuff. the professionals at it. So how are you gonna tell us to uh, stop? Well, hey, <laughs> come on. I then. can make the same speech, <laughs> right? I, can I know I can. I can make the I same speech. Stop yeah. treating us like thugs and animals. Exactly. You know, because and he said, "I'm proud to be a New York police officer. I'm proud to be African American." I, I, I mean, clearly you can take him out and put in a black person. Mind you, there were no black police officers in the Not background. One. Not one. But like I said, there is a cultural issue. Right. That's happening. Mm-hmm. So I think we start with police accountability, but that's just where we start. Mm-hmm. Um and I you know, I know we're getting short on time. There was this lady that came on, she was angry. Um, and I, before we go, I do want to talk about Breonna Taylor. Of course, uh, of course. You know, I don't think she's getting enough coverage right now. Right. I think there has not been enough pressure to force the Louisville uh, police to arrest these officers. Did you see the police report? Oh, yeah. Uh, that was wounds? blank. Yeah, wounds. <laughs> yeah. None. Right. Forced what? entry. No. no. What? Come you know, on now. And, and, and it's a shame that we have to burn and loot 
to make people act right. Exactly. But that's the only thing that y'all going to pay attention to, to. Because it's messing with it's your money. When property burns, y'all find get right. Yeah. Y'all find Mr. Get Right. Right. But these officers, and we're going to do a thorough investigation. Why is an investigation always thorough, but the murder is quick? You know what I'm right. saying? Exactly. I think, you know, there was no, no video footage. Mm-hmm. You know, you shot 28 times or 24 times into mm-hmm. this home. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, where do we go from here? We start with police accountability, but like at the end of the day, uh, I, I've been wanting to say this: Black Lives Matter is just a minimum. Exactly. That is the minimum. Exactly. You know, it's not the the ceiling; it because is the floor. Overall, the rules of this country, because, and I'm gonna say it like that. The rules of this country, it was just saying that it was not written for us. It was not made for us. Nope. And the thing is, um, now that we're supposed to have equal rights, and notice the word I say, supposed to have equal rights. Presumably, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, these rules have to be rewritten so that we are included. All right? Now, there's many times that they say it's, it's two different Americas. That's absolutely true. Oh, it's absolutely true. You know, when, and this is what everybody has to see. And I, I say everybody for a reason. All right. There are some things that we do as minorities that we need to fix ourselves. And I, I'll agree to that. Many people make that make the argument to a point. I agree with that. But there's a lot of things that so-called what this country is supposed to be built on the people that has pro, uh, has came up, you know, mm-hmm. proper, whatever you want to call it. Propagated. Thank you. Mm-hmm. They have to see too. They have to see that they, it may not be them, but uh, some of their ancestors <laughs> had made the situation where it has to be fixed. And they got to uh, work on fixing it. You understand what I'm saying? Well, Just I, like I, you said, the abuser is the one that needs to go to therapy. Right. That's what well, I mean. I'm agreeing. What, what we're saying is, is that we're not saying that it's hard, mm-hmm. you know, for white people in America. They're, you know, they're poor white folks that are suffering and, you mm-hmm. know. Have, Agree. But your life isn't made harder because of the color of your skin. And right. that's what Black Lives Matter is saying. Is that right. your life. You know, I, I had a friend who recently went, you know, camping mm-hmm. um, in a certain state mm-hmm. and saw a bunch of, you know, stars and bars and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Trump flags and stuff like right. that. How do you think that makes that person feel when they come into your state? Right. There are places in this country that you and I, if we were traveling, would not feel welcome. Bro, there are places... Not too far, far from, from here. here. <laughs> you know, right. We you in know. a war, right. That Ooh. you just, you yeah. know. And so your life is not made harder. Right. You, your, your skin is your passport that allows you to travel free. Exactly. Um, you know, we coming up on the 8 o'clock hour. Um, so I know we need to start wrapping up. Um, and I, you know, so as my final word, I would say 
We start with police accountability. Mm-hmm. We start with economic investment into uh, communities of color. Mm-hmm. We can get into a whole lot more about that and how banks and banking systems have been used as a weaponized tool yes, to the police. Been. You know, economic resources within mm-hmm. communities of color. Um, we also have to touch on bases with uh, the food deserts because I was still oh. go there on that level too because. And you feed I, poison, you get poison. Thank you. You know, thank so, you. <laughs> you know, I mean, but we do have to move beyond the rage. And maybe that's where our generation comes in. You yeah. know, that we take constructive steps to try to move this dialogue forward. And, you know, we, we engage mm-hmm. um, on the political level. I mean, yeah, it's important to vote, mm-hmm. but it's just as important to know who you're voting for. You know, you never... Every time I listen, you know, to some of my non-legal friends voting, talking about these judges and stuff, mm-hmm. that there are consequences. You know, yeah. you don't necessarily know who you're voting for. Right. Well, you know, maybe you have to reach out to the local uh, Black Bar Association, Latino Bar Association, Arab mm-hmm. Bar Association, Asian mm-hmm. Pan Asian Bar Association, mm-hmm. and get the reviews for the judge because these judges have to go before these bars. I literally, literally. Just before we came on, not too long before you came by, um, I was listening to another person's live, and they spoke upon that. And there is a website that you know you can go in there and you can see some about some of the uh, some of the laws of the state and uh-huh. the city and so forth. And as well, if I'm correct, they also said the judges. If I'm wrong, I know they'll correct me. Usually, and, the, the the larger bar associations uh-huh. will. But if you want to know how people of color. Uh-huh. Are viewing that judge, so you, you know you can get uh, recommended from the Chicago Bar Association, which is part of the largest bar association, you know, for Chicago. But right. within that, there are other bar associations, like the Cook County Bar Association, which mm-hmm. is you know primarily aimed uh, geared towards uh, black mm-hmm. attorneys. Mm-hmm. There's the Pan Asian, which is you know um, people from Pacific Island or right. Asian descent. Right. There's the you know. Latino Bar Association. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you want to get a perspective of how are these associations viewing this judge? Because just because the Chicago Bar Association may recommend him, mm-hmm. he may get negative marks from some of these uh, Other bar associations. associations. Right. Yeah. So it's important that we, you know, look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, I think that's important. Um, mm-hmm. So, yes, like you said, food deserts, socioeconomic changes, right. you know, but let's start the conversation first with police accountability and just move on from there yeah agreed agreed definitely agreed you know and then i would like to touch on a couple other things okay if you don't mind real quick one because uh you talked about uh well i'm i'm gonna wait to get on 45 for a second let's go on one other thing okay? okay we as a people all right we have differences okay yep and the thing is one thing that's going to help us that will help us is that regardless of what our difference is all right we have to stand up together and we see that with the young now but it has to be for from our generation as well and what i'm saying is this okay a lot of times those that are called intellects won't stand with those that are called hoodlums and vice versa. But what happens if we all stand up together as one? 
Well, like I told you, Rich, I don't think we have to... Op- I think it's a fundamental flaw to think we have to have a group thing. Yeah, I you remember know, we talked about this. You know, I, 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 I will go back and say... The intellectual is needed as well as the hoodlum. Right. Or the, and, you know, and, and that's what I'm saying, though. You know, um, you know, the intellectual ain't necessarily burning target, you know. Right. But they, but they both have a place. Right. You know, I think I'm reminded, I don't know if you remember uh, Deaf Poetry Jam. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you remember. If y'all get a chance, look it up. Mm-hmm. There's a poem called The Nerd Versus The Nigger. Mm. And he talks about you know the nerd in me versus the nigga, mm-hmm. and you need both. You do, you know, you know. So, um, I just don't want us to fall prey to waiting until everybody comes aboard to but, think like we think. And, and that's the thing. I'm not saying fall prey to it. I'm not saying waiting until everybody comes aboard. But there's enough of us on both sides of the ladder that instead of oh well, this guy's from. Uh, I'm just trying to think of a place. This guy's from Hammond, Indiana. Well, this guy's from uh, Bloomington, Illinois. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And we want the same thing, but we won't even try to work together because, you know, okay, Hammond, Hammond, uh-huh. <laughs> Bloomington. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, guess, I mean, but how do I put this? We are at war. Yeah, and all, right. all I'm saying is let's stop being at war with ourselves too. But and I'm saying I agree with that, but mm-hmm. you need the diplomat as well as the soldier. True, <laughs> very true. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. the, the the soldier needs the diplomat to make peace. Mm-hmm. The diplomat needs the hammer of mm-hmm. the soldier to wage war. Yeah. But if we wait for the diplomat and the soldier to agree, we're all dead. <laughs> Agree. Okay. Agree. Now, one last thing <laughs> since we talk about the diplomat and the soldier. Okay. What about the tyrant? Yeah. Now, I'm talking about y'all boy. 45. Yeah. <laughs> I don't call him his title that y'all gave him. I call him 45. 45 is telling a lot of these cities, let's use Seattle, for example. He's telling the governor and the mayor, take back your city or I will. That don't sound like America to me. That sounds like Russia. Well, who, I mean, when has this president ever sounded and upheld the fundamental ideas of what America is? Agree. Now, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, uh, you know, you, you heard he's having a rally. <laughs> oh, the one in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma? On... Juneteenth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. I mean, we'll see if they wear masks and all of that stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know. Thing is. Maybe COVID will do what? <laughs> what well, we all been wanting. Let me shut up. That's, <laughs> that's wrong. That. That's wrong. I, I apologize that. to everybody. Yeah, now, but. I'm not going to say that. Um, Truth be told, truth be told, because there are those who are, and I've heard them, I've I've seen them on the web and so forth, that are of uh, minority descent, who run behind this man. Candace Owens? Well, yeah. Well, I don't even want to, yeah, anyhow, her and other people, but they run behind this man. Mm -hmm. How can you run behind a man who pretty much wants... 
a dictatorship. I mean, let's keep it very honest. Because he supports their views. It's always easy to get behind someone that supports your mentality, regardless of how they do it, when they do it. That, that, that's that's and, the and ultimate you want to touch on her, I hear she's a very intelligent woman. What is wrong with you? I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't hear about her until recently, so I don't know nothing about her. I don't know, but, you know, it's just as critical that you start learning viewpoints opposite of yours. That's true. You know, so, you know, stop unfriending all your people that you disagree with and mm-hmm. stop, you know, this cancel culture and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the fundamental principles of democracy is that we're allowed to have differences of opinion. This is true. And now, just because you have an opinion doesn't mean that I can't attack the basis of your opinion. Right. But... If you have an opinion and you want to express it, I will die to give you the right to express your opinion. Yeah. Unless your opinion has to deal with my subjugation. Then we have a fun, another issue. Yeah. But, you know, we need to have a dialogue. And mm-hmm. I think that's part of the problem that we're having in America is that we're all engaged in monologue and not dialogue. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I mean, I listened to Candace Owens' raid, rant or discussion, however you want to characterize rant. it, uh, about, you know, why, um, you know, George Floyd, she didn't consider him her hero. And I'm like, well, I mean, she does have some valid points, but, but. Because you know I was about to question you on that, but go ahead. I mean, let's not ignore. He wasn't a flaw. He was a flawed human being. But we all we are. We are a flaw. We all are. You know what I mean? And my thing to Candace is, even if everything that you say is true, mm-hmm. no man deserves to die. To, no person deserves to die the way that he died. Exactly. You know. Um, you know. She's like, well, he he was a martyr. You know, he's a martyr. Well, no, martyrs willingly give himself. Mm-hmm. George did not want to willingly give right. He did not wake up that morning and say, hey, yeah, I'm going to die for the I'm going to die today. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. You know, so he stands as a symbol mm-hmm. for years, centuries of what has been happening to people of color. Right. So, but if we don't hear Candace and hear what she's saying, we talk past each other. Right, we can't see the other viewpoint, and I, I I I totally agree on what you're saying. But see, here's the thing: uh, when you want to have these different viewpoints to grow to uh, grow to a um, a solution to the problem, mm-hmm. everybody's viewpoint needs to be uh, be aired in my book to the same crowd of people for the same amount of time to the same point. You understand what I'm saying? If you're going to if you're going to be CNN on what's worth to the people, mm-hmm. all right, and Fox News, ugh, I even hate saying the name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, it has to, you know, if you're going to be on that level, yep. you know, you have you have to come to the people in the same way. And I know I'm using broad things when I say CNN. Okay. And, and, but you I, I think what, what you're saying, saying, I think you're is, saying that there has to be a basic set of facts. We can't right. be arguing what's fact and what's not fact. Exactly. I can't argue with a flat earther. Right. <laughs> you can't argue with, and I get that. I yeah. get that. Yeah. So. But, you know, I think, you know, like I said, we we have to stop this cancel culture. You mm-hmm. know, unfriending people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I, yeah, it pisses me off to read what they read, but at least I know how they think. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah, so exactly. let's stop that. But mm-hmm. anyway, we coming up on the hour. Yes, sir. we are. Yes, <laughs> we are. So everyone, and I know I did not give you guys a chance to uh, come on with your comments and so forth. But hey, guess what? Still do. Still come with your comments, all right? Please do. Come and with your feedback. All of that. What you, you know? think. All of that. You know, we're trying to get a little bit more professional. Yeah. Trying to upgrade the production quality. You'll be exactly. seeing some changes coming. You know, hear differences of opinions. Exactly. And so we would love to have the feedback. Mm-hmm. Of praise and critical, you know. Or topics that you would like us to discuss. Right. Because here's the thing. We all learn from each other. If you like us or you dislike us, if you agree or you disagree, you're going to learn something. You know, if, if you want to come on the show and, you know, you have a particular topic you want to talk about, let us know. I'll let us. <laughs> so, you know, just leave comments on Elevated Vibes. Uh, you know, for my people that are watching, just leave me comments. Let me know. Right. I'll forward them. Um, but, you know, uh, just Google Facebook. Facebook. Elevate, Elevated, Elevated Vibes. Or you can also Twitter. Elevated Vibes. Tweet. So Tweet, Twitter, whatever. I'm still learning, y'all. Excuse me. You can still tweet, Rich. You old, man. You old, dog. (laughs) You know? And you still have... um, What's the tweet? Or what's the Twitter account? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Radio Elevated. Radio Elevated. Yes. Okay. And um, you can always email us at... um, Elevated Vibes Radio at GMX.com. Once again, that's Elevated Vibes Radio at GMX. Yes, it's not Gmail. GMX.com. Okay? Yes, sir. All right. So, much love, and we will get back really soon. I would like to say next week, but, hey, how can I say things happen? (laughs) So, I'm going to keep it honest. We're going to try and make it weekly. We're going to try and make it weekly. (laughs) You know, so... Much love, and we'll be back. All right? Mike B., the boss man. The boss man, Abdul Rashid. We'll be back with y'all. Peace. Peace.